Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good Friday to you all. It is the best, the worst of the week, a brand new Richard of the Week, and new information in the entire Biden crime family story. Yes, I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oni, and you're tuned in to Critical Thinking. Good Friday to you all. Pat, how are you on this Friday? Oh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Mm. It's Friday. Friday, so. Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, now you got that damn song stuck in my head. Thanks. Um what 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 song? It's Friday, Friday. Oh, ew. Ew. Don't yeah. don't do that to me. Gross. Such a terrible, terrible song. Yes, yes, it is. Now it's stuck in your head. I remember when that welcome. came out in college. I was in college when that thing came out. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh. You know, is that all of your dry parties at uh, BYU, Idaho? Uh, actually, there's a good chance. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you called it a dry party, too. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. With that being said, uh, we have a lot to get into. Let's start with this. We have an update to the Biden crime family story, as I noted in the front of the show. And that's where we want to start today before we get into the best and worst of the weeks and all that wonderful good thing. Um, One of the pieces of the puzzle that is the most important, I think, in this is what is the FBI's involvement in attempting to shape narratives um i think that is one of the most important parts of the puzzle and yesterday we got more information after we went off of the air if you will and this information is in regards to the new york post story about hunter biden's laptop we already know that they were in possession of this since 2019 right we already know that they have they had this in their possession 
knew it all to be true by at least authenticated by at least mid 2020. Right. Okay. So we stipulate those facts. The New York post finds a copy of the hard drive, right? We know that they then post the story. What do we also know took place on the same day or the day after that? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everybody begins to censor anybody who speaks towards this story, shares the New York Post um, in their DMs, let alone publicly, right? You, you couldn't share the story because it was mis and disinformation, right? And it was uh, about protecting the integrity of the 2020 election. And, and you couldn't do that because this is Russian disinformation. And we, we can't allow that in our election cycle. Well, the piece of the puzzle that dropped yesterday was that the FBI not only knew that this was an authentic story, but that they continued to work side by side with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of those companies, right? To censor this story. They never bothered to, hey guys, by the way, just so you know, we can authenticate this and this is real. This isn't a fake story. They refused to tell big tech companies when the New York Post story broke. They knew that this was a real story. And then they just shut up. So I have a very simple question for you, Pat. Did the FBI rig the 2020 election for Joe Biden? I don't know if they, I mean, yes, I can make the argument that they rigged it for Joe Biden. I, I think I think it was more rigged um, against Donald Trump. Mm. Because this was this was it, it. I don't think it would have mattered if it was Joe Biden or somebody else. I think it was just this was rigged against Donald Trump in the sense of, hey, um, yeah, this story is real. Um, if we put this out there, and we say that it's real. There's a good chance Joe Biden loses. We get another four years of Trump. So we don't want that. Um, so let let's let's keep this put this under the rug. Okay, I I see what I see what you're putting down. I I think mm -hmm. though we have evidence that this is a protection racket for Joe Biden. Oh, sure. Sure. I, I, I don't disagree with that either. So I, I get where you're going with this, but I don't, I think that's like the 1%. The, the other 99% is a, we need to protect Joe Biden because we're going to, number one, we have to cover our own asses, right? Because we've right. been, we've been playing protection racket for too long with the Bidens. Now, I think your point would be true if it was anybody else, right? If if they would have nominated, I don't know, Pete Buttigieg or anybody else, that, that they would have worked towards um, attempting to dissuade from Trump, right? Right. That, that was just the convenient excuse. The real, <clears throat> the real underlying reason for all of this is that they were running protection for the Biden family, the Hyden Biden FBI. That, that's the reality of this entire situation. They knew about it. They knew the story to be true and they just allowed it to continue to go on. <clears throat> Meanwhile, they were again, 
This isn't like the FBI needs to step in and put their thumb on the scale. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that the FBI was already engaged in censorious activity, working hand in foot with the big tech companies, right? They were already ingrained in there asking this person or that person to be, you know, throttled or suspended or whatever have you. Wouldn't the even-handed thing to have been done was, hey, by the way, this is a real story, so you don't censor it. Instead, everything that they did in the lead-up to the 2020 election leaned specifically one direction. And it was always in the favor of Joseph Marionette Biden and his Biden campaign. They had a horse in the race. And that's the difference. I see your point. The difference is that they had a horse in the race. They were running interference. They were running a protection racket for Joseph Marionette Biden and his Biden crime family. And that is the lens, folks, that you have to see any story tied to the Bidens through. You have to see it through the lens of everything that they do is in furtherance of their criminal enterprise. Whether it's quote-unquote legitimate business or not, you have to look at it through that lens. It is the same as what you would do with a, with a mafioso family or with a, you know, a, a street gang. This is what they're attempting to do. Joe Biden becoming president of the United States gives them what? An appearance of legitimacy. Meanwhile, why is Hunter Biden living at the White House? He's 52 years old. What the hell's going on, right? Why is, why, why is James Biden involved in this? Why, is, why are all the members of the Biden family involved in all of the same shit? So every story that we hear involving the Bidens, whether it's political, whether it's personal, you need to look at it through the lens of, does this further their criminal enterprise? And, if it, and how so? The only other lens you need to look at it through is how does it further the bureaucratic apparatus that has been in place that has used Joe Biden as the the puppet? Because there are two stories here. There's the Biden crime family on one side. And on the second side of this, Pat, there is the bureaucratic socialist that wants to flip us from democracy to pure socialism. Yes, Pat. Just one question. Yep. Is Joe Biden a modern day godfather? No. <laughs> he was. Where I'm going with that, though. He was. Mm. Okay. Because you have to remember that he, Joe Biden of 2015, 2016, 2017, wasn't slipping into dementia. He still was with it. Like, you can you can literally pinpoint the moments where he flips from lucid but um, dumb, or at least the appearance of dumb, to this. So, so who's running the Biden crime family now, if not Joe Biden? I think it's Hunter and James. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So with that being said, Pat, do you want to go with the worst or best of the week first? <clears throat> you know we gotta get the worst all the way first okay all right well we're gonna go with a story that um i was gonna call bs on yesterday and we just didn't have time to because we went off the cuff right with the mm-hmm. the Biden biden story and this one is from the libertarian party yes that's right there are no sacred cows here on critical thinking the libertarian party of new hampshire uh decided to put this tweet out uh this week nina turner Uh, who is an absolute racist, by the way, an absolute moron. But she tweeted the following, responding to a black woman advocating for free life-saving insulin with, you should pick crops for free, is inherently racist and anti-black. Yes, that's exactly what the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire tweeted out, by the way. Um, Nina was talking about uh, life-saving insulin should be free. The Libertarian Party of New Hampshire responded with, you shouldn't pick crops for free because you're black. You should you should pick crops as reparations for the rights you violated as a politician. Uh, huh? These morons doubled down on what they're basically claiming is the, the free insulin argument of Nina Turner and the socialist left is akin to slavery because you are stealing the labor of others to attempt to get it for free. I'm just going to put this out here, Pat. When you are making, I understand the overall point that they are attempting to make, right? The, The use of labor without payment is what? And by the way, that payment could be in food. It could be in anything that is agreed upon between the two parties. Right. Uh, when one party loses its ability to agree to their labor being used for their, it's a one-sided agreement. It's mm-hmm. what? Isn't that slavery? It's a form of slavery. I understand the argument that is being made. Now, If you want to check out a great way to do this, um, the Libertarian Party of Louisiana had an absolutely amazing, amazing way to deal with this. Hear this out. People like at Nina Turner are right to be concerned over the high cost of insulin. They're right because it's absolutely insane and it is life-saving medicine. People are also right to be concerned about mandating that a product be free. We should 
all be able to agree that it's time to let go of protectionist policies that eliminate competition. What is the advocacy of the Libertarian Party when it comes to this stuff? Abolish insulin patents. More government is not necessary to fix the high cost of insulin. We need free competition, not free stuff, mandated by law. But you lose your argument. You lose the argument the moment that you attempt to tell a a black person anything about slavery. That's just dumb. And it's got to be one of the worst takes I have ever seen. It, it, It is borderline racist, in my view. What the hell are you doing? What? Demand slavery? Free insulin means slavery? No, it doesn't. It just means the stealing of your labor. Now, that part of it would be akin to slavery. But you're going so far into the weeds to make that argument that you lose the argument. The easy argument is the one that the Louisiana Libertarian Party made. That, yeah, we agree with you. High prices of insulin suck. We disagree with you on how to get to lower prices of insulin. And by the way, nothing should ever be free in terms of products unless that individual or that company decides to give it for free. What the... What are you doing, Libertarian Party of New Hampshire? New Hampshire? Thoughts there, Pat? Um, it, it's, it's almost like the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire has their heads in the sand. And this is just them spouting to spout off to, and try to sound cool and relevant and for whatever reason. And I'm like, this was an easy takedown. Yeah, this was this is gonna prove that. This was Nina Turner's original take was low hanging fruit to disprove. Right. You didn't need to go there. Yeah. Didn't need to go there. I don't I don't understand what what the need was to to do what they did. That that Well they they were right. Well it doesn't matter if you were right or wrong, per se. What matters is yes, how people perceive what you are putting down. If somebody can misconstrue what you are attempting to say, don't say it. Um, it's 2023. If everything is racist and you're putting out something that's racist or if not borderline racist, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Anybody can misconstrue anything. No, no, no. Sure. Nobody can misconstrue the policy of the or the takedown that the Libertarian Party of Louisiana gave, right? There's no misconstruing their point. None. Right. None. So make that point. You've got winning arguments. One of which at the very bottom of the list is that anybody attempting to take the labor of somebody else is akin to slavery. Whoever is running that Twitter account in New Hampshire probably should be fired at this point. I think they should be disassociated from the Libertarian Party. I honestly Ooh, do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I honestly believe that because they, they didn't just do something stupid and then backtrack from it. No, they doubled down and tripled down and quadrupled down over the last couple of days. 
So no. Yeah. All right. We got to move on um, from that idiocy to perhaps the dumbest thing I have ever heard. It is something that we already touched on this week. But by God, this is dumb. What would you say to folks who think that they're being reasonable by saying, why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty? The The more I hear that, the dumber I feel like I am. That Andrew, I gotta say, that was that was a dick move. You had to play that again? I can't believe you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> dick moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But but I honestly like how how puberty is a biological and chemical transition in your body, right? Yes. In what world would you if you quote unquote felt like a woman but in a man's body, would you be able to change that? Because even if you put yourself on puberty blockers, Pat yeah. Do we then have puberty reversers and suddenly you're going through menstruation? Um, no. 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 No, 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 no. Even if you wanted to magically sprout some sort of reversal or 180, if you will, right, of your um, body. Can't happen. You will never go through the biological and chemical machinations of female puberty. It won't ever happen. The only thing that you could potentially do is block male puberty from happening. Or female puberty, by the way, from happening. You can't make one happen over the other. Right. It, it, and it's not even something that, well, well, science could get there. No. 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 Nope. Not going to happen. Won't ever happen because it's an impossibility. You would have to sprout biological boobs. And um, shout out to Clay Travis because I was just thinking about... Uh, Freedom and boobs, um, <laughs> his greatest moment ever on CNN. Um, two absolutes in this country: freedom and boobs. <laughs> um, but then you would also have to suddenly find a way in which your body would, uh, you like all the things that you would have to do: the nerves, the the blood vessels, the s- cell structure, right? All the things that you would have to change and like put together. Nah, bruh. Not gonna happen. It's not. It, it it's not like technology is gonna change it. It mm-hmm. now, nah, nah, brah. You can't. Nah, you're not suddenly gonna it, grow a, a an actual uterus. Like I said, it even comes down to bone structure. I mean, a uh, hundred years from now, when we're all dead, I mean, you can tell which 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 skeletons yeah. were male and which were female based on just their bone structure. Correct. 
Absolutely. And that's a biological reality. That is a chemistry reality. That is a archaeological reality. Even for those that were a thousand years ago, you know, maybe the two spirit of the uh, of the indigenous tribes of of North America, right? Do they have any idea that that person was a two spirit individual or trans, as we would call it today? No. Nope. 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 And more. Nope. Why? Because there are certainties in biology. Now there are exceptions to the rules, but there are exceptions. Oh, dumbest bleep I have heard all week. And then, and then I thought about that for a second. And then I heard this person in Iowa. Today, we get to witness mega Republicans take the side of IRS, IRS agents from the deep state against a Trump appointed U.S. attorney and a rich guy exercising his Second Amendment rights, but now facing criminal gun charges and tax charges that would call that they would call in any other circumstance purely technical. We are about to hear testimony from two IRS criminal investigators. They will describe. So wait, was you? I don't think you're making the point that you think you're making there, Rep. Uh, Jamie Raskin. Which, by the way, I hope he uh, cures his cancer and gets better. Um, but yeah, continue on, Pat. Yes. Is he seriously? Is he seriously defending the Biden crime family? Yeah, of course. But but he. He's also not making the point that I think he thinks he's making. Isn't he making the point that, wait a second, they're not being partisan? Right? Because what he's trying to say oh, is yeah. that, well, they're, they're anti-FBI, they're anti-this, they're anti-that, but here they are believing information. For... Wait a second. So, so wait. that Now they're accepting the information from these people. Wouldn't that pretend that they are not being partisan because the partisan point would be would be to never believe anything the fbi and the cia and everybody else is giving you right right it it can be true rep raskin that um wait for it wait for it there are good fbi agents bad fbi agents bad management good management there are things that they are doing that are correct, things that they are doing that are wrong, things that are provable, things that are not provable. And when you've got the goods and the proof to back up the things the good agents and the good people are saying or the bad agents and the bad people are saying, you kind of got to run with it. I don't think you're saying what you think you're saying. He might be up there on the list, by the way, of the of the worst of the uh, Congress people. But we're still one more for our worst take of the week. And this comes from Outkick, by the way. Asking, is it un-American to root against the U.S. women's national team during the World Cup? Mm. Yes. Yes. I don't care if they're a bunch of leftist hacks. Here's here's the thing. If you if you care about the politics of the people that go onto the field and play the games that yeah. you watch and love, yeah. 
or like yeah. or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. you're going to be really disappointed every Sunday during an NFL game because there's probably a 50-50 mix or 60-40 or 70-30 one way or the other. So now you have to filter your rooting interest through, well, do they agree with my version of politics or not? Well, I, furthermore, it, look if we look at it from this way, does it really matter who's on your team per se if you're winning and that team is giving you something to root for? But in other words, winning games and... No getting championships, things like that. Now, I will say this. I will say this. The one thing that would give me pause is if they were continuing to disrespect the national anthem and if they were continuing down this road of not just leftism, but outright hatred for 50% of the country. I don't care that Megan, I, let's put it this way. Megan Rapino, does she have any influence on my life? No. Or your life or anybody else's life. Not really. No. no. But, hey, I don't have to root for her to root for the U.S. women's national team to do well. Which is the point I was just trying to make. Like, like, I mean, you could take any player on any given team and do they necessarily represent the entire team or represent your fandom of that team? No, they don't. When it goes back to the Colin Kaepernick situation, Mm -hmm. right? How many people are still fans of the San Francisco 49ers despite that? All Almost them. all of them. Right. Why? <laughs> they, but they could then express their disappointment in Colin Kaepernick and what he was doing. There, you have to be able to separate being able to say, hey, that's not cool. I don't like that from, hey, like, for instance, the Women's World Cup began yesterday. Today, tonight will be uh, the U.S.'s first game. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not watching it because of one reason. They're going to kick the ever-loving tar out of Viet freaking Nam. Okay? Like, okay. This isn't like the Men's World Cup in which the vast majority of the 32 teams are on a pretty even playing field and anybody could almost beat anybody on any given moment. Right? Right. This ain't it in the women's game. I guarantee you we will put at least four to six goals behind them and likely four of them in the first freaking half. Okay. The, the disparity in women's football and in women's soccer is so huge. This is part and parcel of the idiocy of the argument of we need equal pay and we need equal dollars at the World Cup. Talk to me when Vietnam has some sort of a realistic opportunity to compete at the same level as the U.S. women's national team, or even Sweden, or uh, England, or Spain, or even Mexico, for crying out loud. They would lose every game to almost every other team in this World Cup. You wouldn't be able to say that if you picked the minnow of the minnows going into the Men's World Cup. You wouldn't be able to make the same statement. You wouldn't. Because you could at least make an argument that they're on the same level as about 10 other teams. It's just insane. It's just stupid. Um, so that's the reason why I'm not watching. I'm not watching because I already know the outcome. Why would I do that to myself? Why would I care? I'll, I'll start caring when they get into the rounds in which the six teams that are realistic competition are actually competing against them. Um. I'm just going to throw out there that I'm not watching because uh, I'm not a soccer fan. 
Right. And that day, fine. But it, <laughs> this is the other part of this, right? Like, <clears throat> do, do you not, do you not watch the Olympics? Do you know every single person that you watch in the swimming pool during the Olympics, what their politics no. are? No, you no, don't. I don't nor care. should you, nor should you care. They are representing the United States of America in an international competition. Cool. Let's get behind, you know, unless they're personally disrespecting you or your faith or whatever have you, and you know it in an open way. Oh, okay, cool. Like, Michael Phelps doesn't agree with you and I on most things. Guess what? Michael Phelps is one of the best swimmers of all freaking time. And he was a lot of fun to watch. He was great to Uh, watch. uh, By the way, uh, the way this is the way I would look at this is is that we're competing as a country on an international yep. stage, and as a sports fan, I generally want to win. Yeah, it's about winning. I want to win. Now, if they suck, and if they're bad at it, then you not not root against them, right? But no, but I'm, I'm going to call them for other stuff. teams to beat the United States of America. Would it be an interesting story if the United States of America weren't even to make the World Cup final? Hell yeah, it would be an interesting story. Yeah, we, yeah, it, would, it would be. It would all. It would be interesting because what would it pretend? It would mean that we are no longer just the dominant, dominant nation that we once were, and that the rest of the world is catching up to us. That would be great for the competitiveness of that sport. It would be. That's the reality of that. But that is a different story than sitting here and saying you should root against the U.S. women's national team because of their politics. Nah. Nah. Yeah. No, no, you got to put that aside. You got to be able to look at their, their um, athletic ability. You know, I'm going to root Rose LaValle, right? She's one of the, the members of the national team. Why? Because I've known her. I got to cover her while she was playing at the university of Wisconsin. Uh, great. Cool. I have a personal connection to, to a, a member of the team. Awesome. I, I, but but again, I also way, don't know her politics. I don't care. It's not the, the way, point. This it, is a this is sport. This is supposed to be entertainment. This is supposed to be fun. Leave the politics at the door. Now you can make the argument, but they're not leaving their politics at the door, and that's a different argument altogether. Anywho, that's also a different story. Right. Anywho. So with that all having been said, we've got the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire's racist tweets. Um Dick Levine being a dick. Jamie uh-huh. Raskin making a point that he, well, doesn't make the point that he thinks he's making. And then we got OutKick telling us to go ahead and root against the United States of America for political reasons. Is it any question that Dick Levine is the worst take of the week? No, no, that is absolutely the worst take of the week. And with that, Pat, I think it is also an appropriate time to um, name a brand new Richard of the week. All right, lay the four nominees for Richard of the Week this week. All righty then. Nominee number one, we have Corey Bush. For what? Well, you see, she uh, decided that, um, you know, abortions are uh, safe and necessary. What? what? Yeah. Um. The only way that a quote-unquote uh, abortion would be necessary 
is yeah. if that is happening during a natural birthing situation in which it's an absolute emergency to save somebody, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But it wouldn't be in an abortion. It would be the attempt to have a C-section to remove the baby, right? To right. keep both of them alive. And if something happens to one, the other, or both, it happens because of nature. It, it, it's called giving birth. Yes. Yes. It wouldn't yeah. be in an abortion. It would be, wait for it, giving birth. You wouldn't be yeah. able to say, I'm going to kill the baby to save the mother. No, 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 no. It would be doctor attempt to save them both. And should one perish, I understand, right? Like that's the reality of that situation. You don't just get to decide, I'm going to go kill the baby to save the mom. Nah, nah, brah. That's not, not, not how those rolls. And that's, by the way, not how doctors see it either. Doctors see it as, hey, this baby is not viable and it will kill you, right? There, are, Because sometimes what happens is if a baby has like a disease or something and, and it dies during, um, during its uh, birthing period, right? Right. It becomes a, it can become parasitic to the system of, of the, the mom. But that is in rare cases. Most of the time, if that happens, you're talking, the only way that this happens is if we're talking about stillbirths or whatever, right? Where the baby's already dead, right? Unfortunately, right. there's a miscarriage, whatever have you. That is a totally different story from, hey, we have to make a decision to extract the baby way earlier than we wanted to. And in order to make sure the, that, baby and mom can get the best chance to survive. Those are two separate stories. <sighs> She's the worst. She's one of the absolute worst in Congress. Anyway. She would probably make the top five list, by the way. Well, her and the rest of the squad would. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Well, we have Dick Levine for, you know. So Dick Richard Levine is up for being a Richard. Correct. Yes. Um, In more ways than one. Then we have a representative of Connecticut, Rosa Del Laro. Is that how you say yes. her name? I don't know. Okay. Um, for uh, calling Republicans a terrorist. Covered this a few days ago in WTF. For disagreeing with an appropriations uh, yeah. subcommittee vote, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? And then, of course, we finally have Joseph Marionette Biden, which, you know, with everything that came out about the crime family this week, I think that that goes in there. I think you could also throw in the fact that he's sitting there pretty much nod, nodding off during his meeting with uh, Andrew Herzog of uh, Israel earlier this week. Now, is he the president? Because, like, I don't remember if they had the president plus the prime minister over there. It was just the president of Israel, as far as I know. Okay. Because the pre the prime minister is supposed to be Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu, right? correct. But and he's sick, right? Like he's in correct. the hospital right now. Correct. Okay, just making sure I had that information. But can you imagine, like, like I said the other day, sitting across from where the shoe is on the other foot. Usually, it's us sitting across from the incompetent boob of some third world dictator, having to prop them up as if they're legitimate, right? 
And now it's the president of Israel attempting to prop up our, I mean, uh, president. But but here's the thing. We're not even sitting across from a third world dictator. We're sitting across from one of our greatest allies. Yeah. And we're doing that. For me, that was worse than Obama, like, bowing to the Saudis, right? Yes. This is worse. This is way worse than that. All right. So, winner for Richard of the Week is Richard Levine. Uh, I mean, come on. Is there any question that it was going to be Dick Levine for Richard of the Week? No, no. Yeah. All right. Well, as we like to do to end this uh, program, um, Hmm. Should we go to our best stories of the week? Yes, we should. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to go with this. IRS whistleblower um, is testimony. We had talked about this earlier this week. At least you and I did. I don't remember if we totally talked about this on air. Uh, we, we, we may have mentioned it, but I don't think we ever like went well, too deep one- into it. Right. One of the things that was going on is that uh, one of the whistleblowers that came before Congress happens to be a registered Democrat, happens to be gay, and it's a fantastic cudgel to use against the left. That's the reality politically because the cudgel they attempt to use is, well, look at the sexual orientation and the persuasion politically of the individual, and if it's to our advantage, we cudgel you, right, with it. Now what you going to do, bro? Are you are you discrediting somebody who's gay? How dare you? Now, you and I have taken the course that it shouldn't matter, but there's a reality to where we are right. politically that right. it is a very helpful tool in buttressing against the, well, we can't trust this because uh, blah, 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 right? Well, guess what? He's not right wing. Guess what? It's not a conspiracy. Guess what? You also are attacking somebody of the uh, intersectionality chart that you're not supposed to be able to attack, period, point blank for anything. But I want you to hear him tell the Democrats and the Republicans that information to their face. I've recently discovered that people are saying that I must be more credible because I'm a Democrat who happens to be married to a man. I'm no more credible than this man sitting next to me due to, my actual, due to my sexual orientation or my political beliefs. The truth is, my credibility comes today from my job experience with the IRS and my intimate knowledge of the agency's standard and procedures. Bingo. That's what matters, is his That's actual technical abilities and his ability to speak at it. That's all that matters. And and his willingness to stand up and do what's right at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And by the way, can, can can he back up the things that are, he is saying? Does he have proof behind it? He does. So, what you gonna do? What are you gonna? And again, the thing that I said is that the other aspects of this are helpful because it's the secondary thing. If they want to attempt to attack his credibility as a witness, well. Are you attacking his proof? Oh, so you're saying that uh, somebody who was brought to Congress as a whistleblower, but but wait a second, he's one of you. So are you saying that you are attacking his merits or are you attacking? 
because you believed he was right wing. Now deal with the merits. That's the beauty of it. But that being said, Pat, we also have another piece of testimony in front of Congress. And um, this comes from RFK Jr. Now, I'm going to buttress this with, or preface this, I should say, with this statement. He is no friend to liberty. I'm just going to say that. He is no friend to actual liberty based off of what he has said, what he believes. Outside of one issue, free speech. Other than that, he is no friend to your liberty. But, but he has a point. I was, I was censored, not just by the Democratic administration. I was censored by the Trump administration. I was the first person censored by, the, as the chairman pointed out, by the Biden administration two days after it came into office. It ordered a truthful, and by the way, they had to invent a new word called malinformation to, to, to censor people like me. There was no misinformation on my Instagram account. Everything I put on that account was cited and sourced to peer-reviewed publications or government databases. Nobody has ever pointed to a single piece of misinformation that I publish. I was removed for something they called malinformation. Malinformation is information that is true, but is inconvenient to the government. That they don't want people to hear. And, it, and that's antithetical to the values of our country. After I announced my presidency, it became more difficult for people to censor me outright. So now I'm subject to this new form of censorship, which is called targeted propaganda, where people apply pejoratives like anti-vax. I've never been anti-vaccine, but everybody in this room probably believes that I have been, because that's the prevailing narrative. Anti-Semitism, racism. These are, are the most appalling, disgusting pejoratives, and they're applied to me to silence me. Because people don't want me to have that conversation about the war, about groceries, about inflation, about the war on the middle class in this country that we need to be having. And, and by the way, I want to say this while I'm on the record, that in my entire life, and why I'm under oath, in my entire life, I have never uttered a phrase that was either racist or anti-Semitic. What a great response to the censorship attempt by Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the Democrats during that hearing, because uh, that's what they attempted to do. Now, I will say this. Jim Jordan is terrible at procedure, terrible at Robert's rules of order. He attempted to let... Um, RFK Jr. make a statement before he even swore him in. Well, dude, you need to be sworn in for testimony. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not going to be entered into the record and it don't matter. Like, what the hell are you doing? You had to be reminded to swear him in. Come on. It's the basic, uh, basic Robert's rules of order there, Pat. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, um, I will say this. Um, from the world of sports. You know, Charles Barkley comes off as this laughable, amiable, like kind of 
oh, Shucky Darn's character, right? But right. I mean, I I generally like him for for those reasons. Yeah. But my God, does sometimes this just what the f comes out of his mouth? I I don't know. But Jonathan Isaac responding to the Charles Barkley, if you're gay, f you, this and that uh, comment at some party. This is fantastic. He says, what does this even mean? And this is Charles Barkley. Quote, I ain't worried about getting canceled because let me tell you something. If y'all fire me and give me all that money, I'm going to be playing golf every bleeping day. So listen, as I said last night, if you're gay, God bless you. If you're trans, God bless you. And he goes on to this like 30 second uh, screed. But Jonathan Isaac, what does this even mean? And by the way, Jonathan Isaac, for those who don't know, is a uh, player for the Orlando Magic. Right. In the NBA. And a very outspoken Christian. Anyway, what does this even mean? No one with human decency wants trans or gay people dead or without rights. God bless them all. But it's 1,000% valid as a parent or adult to be concerned about the observable movement to influence children. Is that hateful? It's insane that in order to be the primary influence on your children, to be the primary influence on your children, you have to go to war against influencers, the media, movies, multi-million and billion dollar corporations, and good people like Charles who choose to fall in line with empty political, politically correct statements and narratives. Nothing's Charles said, nothing Charles said would get him canceled, and it's wild that he thinks it would. Your thoughts, Pat? I mean, I think I think Jonathan Isaac's one of the few respectable NBA players currently um, that will actually stand up and do the right thing, um, you know, when called upon. And I think uh, what Charles Barkley was doing is is kind of like scratching your head with the hell kind of a moment. Yeah. Um, and Jonathan Isaac just sums up what everyone is is thinking about this whole thing is like no one's saying. No one's no one's hating on you because you're gay or because you're trans. It's the movement in which you are, are using these things to try to influence other people to accept your way of life and to also put it on children. Groomers. Right. Influence and grooming are synonyms. Right. They're not the same, right? They are similar. There's a difference between influence and grooming. I would argue he should have used the term grooming. But I will say this. In a world of Steve Kerr's and Greg Popovich's, be a Jonathan Isaac. Yes. Your life will be yes. much better off for it. Absolutely. I agree. And then we have this. I have long argued that sometimes you have to make the other side own their words or own their own poop, right? Right. Eat their poop. Yeah. I'm just going to. Put this out here. Well, what do you think about abortion? Well, I think it's a woman's right. A woman's right to do what? Abort. Abort what? Abort a kid that's not wanted or to be raised in a bad environment. So if I repeat that back to you, it's a woman's right to abort a kid that's unwanted or could be raised in a bad environment. So you can just abort kids if you don't want them? No. If bad environment. Well, that's what you said. You said the reason that abortion is okay is if a kid's unwanted and they're in a bad environment, which is a lot of kids. Yeah. So murdering children because they're unwanted. What if, what if they have a disease? Murdering people who have diseases? Is that what you're for? Well, 
We're not gonna win this. Yeah, no. No, it's not winnable because human beings are valuable, they have rights, we ought to love and protect them and do everything we can to be equal towards everybody, and that includes human beings from the moment they're there. Boom! Mic drop! <laughs> yeah, I think we have our winner for best take of the week. And that was right that. there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you just need to listen and engage with what the other person said. Don't don't have a predisposed, I know where they're going, and I'm going to argue from my side. Argue from their side once. Wait a second. Are you saying that because somebody has a mental disease or a physical disease, you should be able to kill them? That their life is not worth living. That their life has no value. Mm-hmm. And both of us have, you way more intimately than me, have um, personal um, how shall I put this? We have very personal, intimate knowledge of what it's like to to live life or have people live life with very varying degrees of physical or mental disabilities. I was going to say, because I mean, you had your uncle. Yep. That, my that. uncle who had mental retardation and mm-hmm. and I have other people in in my family who um, who have had physical or mental issues since the moment they were born. Mm-hmm. Um, their life has always had value and meaning. Mm. And I have cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, you, you would never know to, to, to talk to me or even look at me, but I, I have it. Right. I have a very mild case of it. Um, right. But had it been more severe, which is most cases. Yes. Would it, by that logic, would my life have been worth it? Yeah, I, I don't understand the people that like. This is ultimately where I go with this. This is a great example of this. I have lots of friends. We should travel to Iceland. No, I'm not going there. Well, why not? Well, because do you understand how they quote unquote eradicated um, or stopped um, Down syndrome in their country? It's a miracle, right? We should be able to do this here in the United States of America. They stopped it. Oh, they stopped it by forcing every single person to get the test for Down syndrome and then kill the baby in the womb. They abort the baby 100% of the time in Iceland. How about nah? Nah, brah. I'm not, I'm not supporting a country that literally kills you if you are, are quote-unquote mentally defected or physically defected. Because Down syndrome is both, by the way. There are mental mm-hmm. and physical uh, disabilities mm-hmm. with it. Yes. So to the Icelandic government, your life has no value if you are physically or mentally disabled. That's that. Nah, I am not supporting a government. I'm not supporting a people. I am not supporting an economy. At least as far as I possibly humanly can, right? To do that. Nah, I'm I have traveling no to Iceland and going mm-hmm. to some hot springs in Iceland. Nah. Nah. I have no desire to go there for that reason. There are literally hundreds of others uh, of countries that I could go to that are not like that. Mm-hmm. But, but for some people, it's astonishing to me that they're like, yeah, but that's their government policy and it's a beautiful country. So what? So what? You know what else is a really beautiful country? China. You know what else is a really beautiful country? Uh, Tanzania, right? Or Uganda. 
Uh, are you going there anytime soon? And by the no. way, not on safari. Don't go there on safari. Go there. Am I going to to uh, Mogadishu? Hell no. Hell no. By the way, there are parts of Ethiopia that are beautiful. There are also parts of it that are just dry desert in which people starve to death. Right? I, I, don't, know, I sure. don't understand that mentality, but I'm just pointing this out hmm. so that people understand you have to listen to the actual words. And sometimes the best argument is to repeat back to them what they just told you and ask them, is that what you meant? And the light bulb begins to go off and you have a different conversation because you have a conversation from their side of things, not from yours. You don't have a conversation that's an argument from one point on their side to a point on your side and back and forth and we're playing tennis here. Now I'm on your side now and we're going to have this argument. It's a great and very effective tool of critical thinking and debate. Make them eat their poop. That's literally what we're talking about here. Make them eat their poop. And with that, Pat, wrap a bow on this week from Critical Thinking. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. I'm going to go with this, the same one I just said. Make them eat their poop. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals this weekend. And as I said before, in a world of Steve Kerr's and Greg Popovich's B.A. Jonathan Isaac. And as always, Matthew 547. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.